Hey, it's your girl, Sheila L. Brown. I'm getting ready for the Bango Brunch. This is our second annual Bango Brunch. It will happen in Buffalo, New York at the Hyatt Regency, which will be December the 4th from 12 noon. You're gonna hear from some amazing people in the city of Buffalo who worked at a company as an entry level salesperson and rose to ownership. So we're gonna be on the edge of our seat when you hear the journey and the stories of people in the city of Buffalo. So WFO, we're celebrating 60 years in the industry and all week long, I'm interviewing one of our employees so you can know about all the different job descriptions and all the different jobs that is here at WFO. And today we have our own Centrale. He is our production coordinator. And let me tell you, he has a lot to talk about. How are you, sir? I'm good. Every day at Waffle is a good day. It is a good day. It is a different day, right? Nope. Always. Always. So tell me a little bit about radio. How did you decide to get into radio? Um, actually, I would love to say I made a conscious decision, but it really feels like it was almost predestined. Um, I've learned, I learned a little about it in in high school, um, I went to this program called Buffalo Community Partnership where Sandy White, um, one of our yes. partners, was teaching. Um, so she, well, that was really the first introduction to radio, a little bit behind the scenes. Um, and of course, I have to mention that my dad was here in the 80s um, doing gospel yeah. and production. Um, so it kind of came full circle around 2008-ish. My cousin Jomo was doing Access to Africa and he needed help on Sundays and you know, I wasn't doing anything at the time. I um, just stopped graduate school and was like, okay, I'll hang around, see if I remember anything. It had totally changed. Totally from, changed. Oh See, that's God. a good point. To show how radio will evolve oh. every day. Yeah. And so it's um, even thinking 60 years of evolution of this station. But yeah, and also, because um, I, I remember back when I was um, introduced to radio, it was all real to real and take tracks and yes. um, I walked into the studio and I'm seeing everything computerized and digitized. Um, thankfully, my education allowed me to keep up with technology a little more than maybe some of my peers. So I was able to gravitate towards this new, um, this new iteration of radio a lot quicker than um, some other folks would be able to. Yeah. But oh no! So I just kept my head to the ground, kept listening and learning and observing. Yeah. Um, and you did that Sunday night uh, with uh, Ross Jomo for how long? A good ten years, at least. At, at least. least. So then you became almost like his music director on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I actually when I started out, I was really just there to assist and pull up little news articles. Um, it just so happened that he happened to go to Jamaica and leave me alone. Jamaica in January. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I, I know the music um, and I knew the systems. So I was like, let me take my hand at it. Um, I remember that first, that first time I covered his show 
and um, the great Lee Pettigrew sat with me and he he observed for like a good hour then he was like nah you're fine I'm gone <laughs> yes that's good mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah so that was um that was a good good 10 years um eight years into that uh what happened we happened to be at richie's yes <laughs> yes 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 and we were doing live the air there. so from 6 to 10 p.m mm-hmm. we would be live at richie's on main street and we had really turned that richie's into Come something on, really that special that, that was grown and sexy for sure so people throughout the whole city of buffalo our age group was really coming there every friday Friday. So we had different DJs hosting the mic. And then what happened one week when you got to the microphone? Somebody made the mistake of passing me a mic. <laughs> and folks realized that um, I had a little mic skill. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, might have been genetic. Yeah. It might have been me working on it a little bit at mm-hmm. a time over the years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you um, definitely wanted to hype up the party, let the people know um, exactly what was going on. Um, and I remember that week was leading into uh, the Black Music Month That's conference, right. that first one. Yes. So mm-hmm. that gave me a lot of material to work with. And mm-hmm. DJ Ready Rob was on fire that night, so that inspired yes, me. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So y'all two just really clicked. And, and you handled that mic in a way that we didn't even know was inside of you. And that is what God says, that you have treasures right in your own backyard, right? And so for 10 years, we had that treasure that was only coming in on Sunday, shadowing behind Ross Jomo, in which he should have been out in the front. And once we seen that, it was like, oh, you have all that on you? <laughs> so immediately, we uh, talked to you about doing more in the company, and then what happened from there? Um, so then I um, came in, I covered Michael Bazin, and yeah. um, I, I decided, to, um, actually that was me getting more behind the scenes, the, the technical aspect, just learning everything else that I could that I wasn't able to pick up on Sunday. So yes. um, board mastery, um, sound mastery, and um, that even allowed me to start editing sound in production. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the time came that we needed a new production coordinator, I think I was offered as tribute for the job. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and and it, and it really turned into something just quick. Yeah. You know, real and, and you do an amazing job. Tell me a little bit about what's your day to day. Uh, job description when you go into production? Um, well, production is really the backbone of it's the backbone of the radio station. It's, it's how we stay on the air. It's how we pay the bills, keep the lights on. Um, so basically that and the syndicated shows that we have coming in. So my, my day starts with my day actually usually starts with Sasha the Diva. Okay. Um, and that was different. That was something different, um, bringing in pieces of a show, and then we got to add music to it, edit it, and then get in the system. We're talking three hours. How, how has that came to perfect that? Because I'm sure it's easier than what it was when it first came down. Ooh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> um, well, the, um, 
the first thing was we were pulling elements from a Dropbox and um, a music file online. So trying to merge those and make those congeal and make it make sense was was a lot of effort because sometimes you would have to edit, edit out certain parts because it was meant for other parts. Gotcha. Um, so, and it was really just the process of back and forth and back and forth and making the show our own mm -hmm. for up uh, and um, I think Sasha actually benefited from that also because in the process of a of us making it our own, she was also able to make it her own yes. and amplify her voice. Mm -hmm. And right, so right now um, we're at the point where it's really just the twelve segments, four per hour. Um, I really don't have to do too much editing. Sasha's team is pretty much on point with where things fall. Nice. So um, it's just a matter of just double checking the audio, making sure everything is where it's supposed to be, putting it in the system, and letting King Chai do his magic. Mm -hmm. um, from there, we move on to other shows that may come up. So our morning show, uh, The Great Donnie McClurkland. Mm -hmm. um, I'll pull that down, put that where it's supposed to be, and then we move on to commercials. Yes. <laughs> um, commercials, are there well there's two sets of commercials we have our national commercials and then we have our local commercials the national commercials are usually online and it really doesn't take a lot of effort to go through and um, just make sure the audio is right um, make sure I put props on where the commercials end so the jocks will be have a visual and audio prompt to know like hey it's time to go on to the next commercial um, and then the fun starts, and that's lo local commercials. Yes. Um, our great sales reps um, really reach out to the community and in partnership mm -hmm. with these businesses out here, and um, they get to be on a legendary station and have their voices heard. Um, so basically it's either one of our jocks will record the audio that they send over, or they'll come in themselves and put their own voice and stamp on. Um, once I get that vocal, it's really a matter of catching what's the right vibe as far as background music um, that fits with the business. So I wouldn't put the, for instance, I wouldn't put the same music for a hospital that I would put on a local eatery yes. or for a local club. Um, and then mood and who they're trying to reach. So I wouldn't put the same music trying to reach um, older people so much as I would um, hype up something that's really uh, get out the youth and things of that nature. Um, so it's, it's really a lot of psychology and um, sociology and mm -hmm. All those good things I learned in African American stuff. Yes, there you go. They're they're, they're coming to uh, fruition sure. now. But let me ask you: um, in production, we know that radio is forever changing. I mean, when in 1961 it was just the AM sun up sun down station, you know. Then we added to FM. Then we added to digital. Now we got podcasts. Now we're streaming across the country, the world, right? Where do you see production going in the next maybe just two years? Um, definitely, it'll be a 
a lot more of a digital platform. Um, with the way that uh, voice technology is um, evolving, probably wouldn't even need to bring people in to record their voice. They can, they'll, they'll have um, quality mic enough that they can do it at their place, send us over the voice in the file, and then we just merge it here. Um, I, I think um, as far as the technology we use, we're probably at our apex now, yes. unless it's just touch, unless we go into touch screens, but that's a different thing. Um, with production as well as DJing, um, there's always going to be an element of touch to it because you, you have to feel something in order to feel what you're doing. Um, so I don't see that physical element ever leaving. Okay. Um, I just think that the technologies will become faster and um, the capacity will probably grow to be able to hold more. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Now, you know, with WFO, we have two platforms, the 1080 on our AM dial and 96.5 on the FM. So how do we continue to merge the two? Have our terrestrial dial audience listening where our podcast is? Um, I'm thinking that we're pretty much already there um, because where, where all three of those meet is power965radio.com. That's correct. Um, so that way you can be anywhere in the world, and trust me, I've been anywhere yes. in the world, yes. and we've listened back. Um, right. I've been in the hills of Jamaica mm -hmm. where you would have no chance of even getting radio signal out of Jamaica, but as long as you have internet access, yes, you can listen on your phone. And just as clear as it could be. Clear yeah. as day. Mm -hmm. Like, um, matter of fact, I remember the last time I was down there, people were actually calling me. It was like, I thought you were in Jamaica. I'm like, we are in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and isn't that funny? Because when you guys first started going to um, Jamaica in January, we used to buy those cards. Remember the cars oh, and y'all would call back yeah, off of those cars. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> so look how um, you know time has really been on our side to really see technology go to another level. You know. Oh yeah. No, I think that's that's really been the beauty of WUFO over the sixty years. They've always embraced the new technologies um, and even the new sounds coming um, out of music out of black music because you will hear things here that you won't hear anywhere else. So right. people like a um, Mariah or up and coming people like a, uh, Michelle Brooks Thompson, mm -hmm. you'll be able to hear here. That's right. You won't be able to hear anywhere else necessarily. Um, and these are great voices adding to the lexicon of what black music is. No, I agree. I agree. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you uh, in the seat to talk about your department and talk about what's going on and what's next um, in your department and what's next for WFO. So it's been a pleasure. It's my pleasure always. Always. Well, guys, you know, um, as we're celebrating 60 years, you are going to have a chance to meet each and every one of our employees here at Vision Multimedia Group. And today we had Centrell, 
Mawata Smith. <laughs> um, and, you know, he does amazing job in production. You know, he makes the 30 second, 60 second, half an hour or hour that you hear on the radio. He makes it come alive. So we thank him for being in that department. You know, you guys can always go to our website, which is power965radio.com. That's power965radio.com. And, you know, WFO, as we're celebrating 60 years in the industry, we're also celebrating 60 years of blackness. We're celebrating 60 years of politicians, 60 years of teachers, 60 years of black children, 60 years of black men, 60 years of black women, 60 years of black businesses. So we need you guys to tune to us so you can see all of the businesses, all of the talk shows that we have on the air so that you can be a part of it. Don't forget the Bengal Brunch, December the 4th, 12 noon at the Hyatt Regency here in the city of Buffalo. Tickets are on sale here at WUFO Studios, 143 Broadway, or you can go to Power 9. 65radio.com for full details. We'll see you tomorrow on the next podcast.